Thanks for tuning in to House Things, a podcast and radio show from the David A. Howe Public Library, recorded right here in Wellsville, New York. I'm Nick Gunning, and I'm joined by... Allie Stevick. Allie, you usually do the intro when you're here, and I forgot. Oh, that's okay. I just launched it's fine. right into I don't want to, do like, hog all the intros. I, I just feel like I've taken it away from you. No, that's really and for okay. that, I apologize. Okay. Our theme today is maybe the weirdest and most loose theme we've ever done for an episode. Allie, what is that theme? Cats. 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 Not the musical. No, no, not definitely the, not. That was a strong reaction. <laughs> I so I haven't seen it. I've heard oh, some of the music, okay. but I just am scarred by the like human cat video mm. editing thing of the movie. You think specifically of the, the movie? movie. Oh. So that's just turned me off from the whole thing. The movie was a little. I I didn't see it either, so I can't speak with any you know authority on it. But from what I saw, it was terrifying. So yeah, I don't blame you there. We're talking about cats because. The day has finally come when we can officially say that we have a library cat. Even now, he's contemplating jumping onto my desk and knocking oh, things yeah, he's, over. he's going for it. We're going to introduce you to the cat a little bit later in the episode, uh, but he's he's having too much fun right now, so we can't. Oh, did we ever nail down, is it a boy cat? We did, in fact, confirm hey, he is a boy cat. Look at that. Okay, he's going to jump on that record player, and that's going to be comical. Okay. We can't be distracted, Ellie. We gotta stay on. We gotta stay on point. Okay, we'll see. We'll and see. the first point that we're gonna stay on is our bookmark segment. So let's dive into it. <laughs> David A. Meow has jumped onto my desk. Anyway, Ellie, uh, what are you reading? Okay, so let's think. Some things I'm currently reading. Yeah. I am on to the fifth Louise Penny mystery novel. Wow. Which people who have listened to some previous episodes yeah. that we've done will know I've been kind of this, this binging. Is, right. It's a it's a relatively new discovery for yes. you. And you've just been like, boom, boom, boom. I've been trying to space them out a little bit. Okay. Because there's only so many of yes. them. And it's probably well, not there's a lot, healthy. Though, right? There's like 17? 17. Yeah. A okay. teen number. I'm okay. not sure exactly what right. it is. That sounds right. And I was like, well, it's probably not going to be healthy to just like binge all of these. So I've been spacing them out a little bit. Okay. But I'm on to the fifth one. Mm -hmm. Enjoying it so far. We're like halfway through already. Yes. Have you read the James Patterson, Dolly Parton team up yet? I have not. Okay. But it's high on your list. Where would you put it on your list? Uh, just below, um, you know, uh-huh. Cats, Cats just, the movie. Just below Cats the movie. <laughs> Maybe wow. just above Cats the wow. movie. Wow. And your visceral reaction to Cats the movie tells everyone just how much you don't want to read the uh, James Patterson, Dolly Parton crossover. Okay. Anything in the intervening weeks that you've read that's of note? Or is it all, it's Louise Penny all the time? <laughs> so I read the first book in the Morgan Crow series, which was extremely highly recommended okay. to me by my brothers. What is it by your brothers? What is that? Um, I mean, I know what brothers are, but what is... Right, right, right. So it's kind of a middle grade fantasy story. It's about a girl who's cursed, uh, or thinks she's cursed anyway. Okay. And then she's supposed to die as part of her curse, and Uh instead she's whisked away to this magical kingdom, and she has kind of special powers and is competing to join this kind of elite society. Certain things about it are kind of Harry Potter reminiscent, but I feel like it is really kind of creative world building and sort of stands on its own really okay. effectively. Okay. Did so, you age range, did you say? Like, middle what's the grade. Target? Middle grade, middle grade. Okay. And it does, in fact, have a giant cat in it. <gasps> perfect. I know. Perfect. Wow. Oh, I didn't even do here. I was like, perfect. Perfect. It wasn't even intentional, but it but it happened. Um, have you read Crenshaw? I have not. Okay. So Eric Nichols, my old co-host on the All the Book Show, 
loves the Animorphs. Loves all things K.A. Applegate. And so, you know, he was big into Crenshaw. I feel in his memory, well, he's still alive. He's fine. Right, right, right. But I feel like in his honor, I should have read Crenshaw for this podcast. Didn't do it. Mm, that's a shame. Didn't do it. So, but I'm sure he has, and I'm sure he loved it. So, you know, pour one out for Eric. I, <laughs> I have read some cat-related things that okay. I'm, I'm going to tell you about. I'm excited. Okay. I read A Beautiful Friendship by David Weber. So we talked about this. I mm-hmm. checked it out when you were on the Juve desk. Yeah, how was that? Uh, boy. It was not great. Oh, and no. It was, okay, so here's how it goes. There's a whole series called Honor Harrington, and it's sort of like a military, sort of naval-inspired sci-fi. Uh, really like those books, so they, they have their jump-the-shark moments. <laughs> um, but this is like a prequel, and in the, in the Honor Harrington books, her people have this really a close relationship to these tree cats. They're like psychically linked. It's a big part of society. Uh, just, a, just a big part of those uh, early episodes. So this is a prequel novel that is like a few generations back in her family. And it's about this family that goes to this planet, makes initial contact with the tree cats, and about how this bonding takes place. So pretty interesting concept. I was reading the book, and it's YA. Uh, it's called The Beautiful Friendship by David Weber. I was reading along, and I get to this point midway through, and there's a real tonal change. Like, oh, my. I thought it was going to be all about this girl. I want to say she's 12. Stephanie is her name. Uh, and she goes out exploring, and she gets in this accident, and the tree cat comes to her rescue. It's a whole thing. I was all in for it. I okay. was all in for a survival story with Cats. this 12-year-old girl and this tree cat. All right. So we get there, and I think, great, let's do this. The second half totally different oh my you get like an evil corporation coming in and oh. they're trying to like i don't even know they're trying to like take advantage of this link with the tree cats and they're trying to like extinguish them i don't know it was really bizarre and i couldn't understand why this was and so i was looking into this novel a little bit turns out there was a short well a novella by david weber called a beautiful story a beautiful friendship that came out in the 90s and this novel Basically, he takes that novella and writes a second half to it. Oh, years later. so that's why it's like kind of yes, it's one and thing weird. for the first half and one thing for the second. I feel like I don't know how I feel about that. I feel negatively about I it. I don't Allie. think that's the way to go. I don't think it's the way to go either. And from what I read, because I didn't go and reread the novella, but from what I read, it's a pretty close. Like I think he made some changes along the way to bring it in line, but it's, but it's mostly just like. Yeah, it's copy just a copy and paste. And paste. Exactly. So I I don't know. It made me not want to continue the series because I want to say it's a trilogy, right? Something like that. Yeah. That sounds plausible. For the first half, I was like, let's do this. You know, I was all in. But if the second half is the more modern writing and maybe a more mm. true representative of what, of what the, the trilogy will be like. And I think maybe I'm out. So you think maybe just kind of recommend read the novella and I, call yes. it a day? Yes. That the Honor good. Harrington series, there's there's the main line of novels and there's so many spinoffs and there's so many anthologies of different writers coming in, writing within the world. It's a very rich world. If you've never read them and you're a sci-fi fan, I think at least the first three oh, are great. Comes. Oh, David, are you, he's right here. Yes, it's happening. <laughs> Here he is. Hi, buddy. So uh, the cat that we adopted's name is David A. Meow. Also, just being upfront, I want you to know we have a psychic link as well. Do you? Mm-hmm. David you and David and A. Meow have Absolutely. a psychic link. Wow. Yeah. We did early on when we were having this conversation. I decided we needed to name someone uh, to be the point person for David A. Meow. So Allie is our official cat czar. So we don't. We haven't changed her name tag yet, but that is officially part it of will your. Be, it's you part know. of your title. Right, absolutely, it is part of your title. Anyway, so I read. Uh, I read that, and yes, exactly. I would say if you're interested, go find the original novella, which is collected in one of the um, 
you know, collections of uh, novellas and short stories. I like that. Uh, in other cat-related news, uh, I read Catwoman Volume 2 of the Ed Brubaker. Starts with as a Darwin Cook um, illustrator. Uh, you're probably not familiar with this Catwoman run. I am not. Darwin Cook has a very, the late Darwin Cook, I should say, had a very, um, very 1950s aesthetic to it. Okay. Um, the look of the cars, the look of the people, Catwoman's styles, Catwoman's costume, um, are just really reminiscent of that time. The stories aren't really set in the 50s. They have a modern setting, but that aesthetic really sets a tone. That's that kind of cool. That I like very much. Mm-hmm. So there was a standalone graphic novel called Selena's Big Score, which I read years ago, uh, and then just sort of continued the series. The second volume that I'm in now, the art is by uh, someone else whose name I didn't write down. But they take over, They they he works in the style of Darwin Cook still, so okay. it still has that. That's cool. I like the series. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I've been in a bit of a Catwoman mood because of this conversation and because I saw the Batman, but we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, elsewhere, I read a book called One, Two, Three by Laurie Frankel. Have you heard of this? Uh, the name Laurie Frankel is familiar. Okay, this is, I want to say it's her second novel, and the first one did pretty good as well. We read this as part of, as part of our uh, DEI book club for mm. the system. So we, we talked about this. What this is, is a small town where there's a, not, not nuclear waste, but there's a factory that is putting off a harmful byproduct and it's pretty much destroyed this town okay and so a lot of people in the in the town are just dealing with lives affected by that and that that manifests in in physical difficulties and mental difficulties all sorts of things so it's kind of laid waste to this town the family who originally owned the company is coming back in and wants to restart the plant and people are very divided about it so that that makes sense that's kind of the crux of the novel like is is the good that comes from this company worth what they did before and how aware were they of what they were doing the first time around right so uh it's it's narrated by triplets one two three that's what uh-huh. it is. okay that's kind of cool and so each section will be like this is one section this is two section so pretty good i think it moved pretty pretty quickly i think it it did an interesting job of painting a picture of this town so i like it i thought it was a pretty quick read i think it's worth it I also read the graphic novel Mouse. Have you read this before? I have not. Okay, so this, um, I'm not going to count this as cat-related, though it is. Uh, that's not why I read it. I read it mostly because I had never before. I'm a big graphic novel fan, and this is this is just a, a standard, a classic. Uh, and, it, and the way it manages to take a truly horrific story, particularly World War II, and uh, what Jewish people went through there, and it depicts Jewish people as mice and the Nazis as cats, and it's sort of told from the perspective of, <laughs> hi, David. It's told from the perspective of a son who's interviewing his father. So Art Spiegelman, the, off, the author, is also kind of a character in the book getting the stories from his father. And I've only read volume one. I thought it was great. I'm looking forward to volume two. So I'd recommend it to you. And out there, if you haven't, if you haven't read Mouse, it's, it's definitely worth the read because it, Again, tackles a horrific topic, uh, but does it in a way that really kind of makes you see and understand in a different light. And I think its impact is felt in a lot of later works like George Takei's They Call This Enemy, Mm -hmm. or even Jean Lun Yang's uh, American Born Chinese, I feel Mm -hmm. like pulls a lot of the same narrative structure from that. So definitely worth reading. On a lighter note, I finished Immortal Hulk, 50 issue series, Ellie. 
Not good. <laughs> and did you do all 50? I did do all 50. Even though it yes. wasn't good? Yes. You you plowed well, on. Well, I, I was book clubbing it with Eric. Okay. And we would sort of read a volume of it. And then we'd talk about it. We'd read the next volume of it. And we were both pretty much on the same page, which was not usually the case with comics and graphic mm. novels. But it starts really intriguing. And throughout, it's peppered with these moments where you're like, yeah, more of that. And it gets to the end. And I was just left with like, what was that all about? Mm. Why did I do That's that? That's unfortunate. So... It was. It was. Currently reading Is This Anything by Jerry Seinfeld and Death by Dumplings by Vivian Chen, which is our Cozy and Coffee's book club pick. And every time, every time I see the cover of one of those, I just really want dumplings. Well, it's a very effective illustration. That's fair. I'm like, I'll pass on the death, but dumplings, yes, please. Yes. This book, (laughs) this book club. It is actual a literal death by dumplings in the so it's not dumplings are in fact the murder they weapon. are the murder weapon yeah. that's so exciting yeah. and that's that's like chapter one that's not a spoiler uh, but yes yeah it happens it happens very early because we read that pepperoni pizza can be murder and the pepperoni pizza was, was not, not the a, murder well, weapon well to be fair it was the lure it was the lure but it was not they weren't killed the with weapon. pepperoni pizza yeah, yeah but this this it actually happens. Cozies and Coffees Book Club meets the third Tuesday of every month at 1030 over at the Creative Arts Center. So you can you can check out your copy here or get it digitally, whatever. And then you can come over and, and meet us at the coffee shop and we'll talk about it and we'll buy you coffee. So, I mean, it sounds like a good deal. A good deal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they have Turkish coffee, which we've already established Sad. is your one go to. I do like coffee. Turkish coffee and, so and cafe con leche. That's that's mostly just like hot milk. right? No, it's like really strong coffee. And hot milk. It's like okay. equal parts of them. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, I've had that before. Mm-hmm. I've had that before. It's good stuff. Okay. All right. Uh, I guess that's it for, for what I'm reading. I guess that was a lot. Uh, what are you watching? You watching anything good? I just finished the Loki show, which I know oh. I'm way behind on, I just, but I, just don't I have to mooch it. Disney Plus okay. off someone else. Oh, so it's okay. like a when when one of my friends is ready to watch it with me, then I you know, then it happens. David A. Meow knocked my water bottle over everyone. It was just a matter of time. It was. But I did really enjoy that. Okay. You did? I okay. did. I could not for the life of me get into that show. I'm my sorry to hear that. My wife with the distance on it, and she was kind of like, eh. And I just couldn't do it. I'm glad you liked it. That's fair. I just like some of the kind of like, how much can I say without Ooh. giving spoilers? Mm. Um, Some of the kind of overall themes and how they played out, I thought okay. was really interesting. Okay. And so... You know, and I'm just here for some for some mischief. Sure. So yeah, are you at all interested in Moon Knight? I do you know what Moon Knight is? Not let me preface extremely. That. That's the next not Marvel only show a little on bit. Plus, okay. Are you gonna watch it? Are you? I might. Are you like any Marvel thing you're gonna watch or no? Um, any Marvel thing I'm up for watching. Okay. So and if I don't know as much about it, then like it's like oh maybe I will or maybe I won't. Okay. But in general, I'm like. A Marvel thing is coming. I'll watch it. Okay. Why not? All right. We recently rewatched Ant Man and the Wasp, which when we saw it in theaters, I was all in for. And actually, we have a whole episode called Ant Man and, and the Ranking of the MCU that we did uh, at the Allegheny County Fair, and we talked all about it. And my opinion has changed. I didn't like it nearly as much. Mm, I actually haven't seen that one yet. Okay. Well, maybe you'll have the same experience. Maybe you'll love it the first time, and then just don't rewatch it. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. You haven't seen all the Marvel movies, right? I have not. Which ones are you missing? Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. I think I'm missing the third Iron Man. Oh, okay. All right. I'm missing the Hulk movie. Wait, you haven't seen the third Iron Man, but you've seen Shang-Chi? Mm-hmm. That's that's a bad order. You got to watch. You got to watch Iron Man 3 first. (laughs) I see... My family has this struggle with doing things in order. Okay. And then at some point, 
like we'd started watching like some of the Marvel movies together, like yes. when the Avengers came out and things uh-huh. like that. And then they kind of stopped. And then there was a period of time where some movies came out. And then I was kind Didn't of like, care. well, I guess I just have to watch these, you know, oh, on my so own. Well. And so then I had missed things and watched things in a weird order. And yeah. all of this is to say it's not my fault. Okay. Well, but, I mean, but, I, I think ultimately you bear the responsibility, but I, probably, I understand. Probably. I understand. But you can, you can at least pretend to accept my excuses, right? I, well, I mean, I've already gone on about record it? saying that I don't accept them. So no, I don't think I can. I David. have recently been rewatching, well, not rewatching. I stopped watching Batwoman on the CW. Mm. But I am all caught up on Superman and Lois, which I'm still loving. I saw the Batman in theaters, and I've just kind of been in the mood for a superhero show. So I thought I would... Uh, Try Batwoman again. And I feel like it works better in a binge. No commercials, mm. just kind of like just going powering it. through it. And so that's what I've been doing. And it's still kind of bad. Like it's still a bit of a mess. But I'm enjoying the characters and their interactions a little more. And that goes a long way. So Batwoman has been my current thing. Though I'm also really liking Severance on Apple. And we just finished the after party also on Apple, which was like a murder mystery. So, oh, I'm always yeah. down for a murder mystery. Decent, a decent stretch of things. So you haven't seen the Batman? I have not. Are you going to? I'm not sure. Oh, okay. You're I might fence. at some point. You don't care about Batman? Well, it's not that I don't care about Batman. Okay. I just haven't experienced a lot of Batman things. I'm not as much like into the Batman world. I think this would be an okay entry point then. Okay. Well, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And like, yeah. maybe I'll watch this. And then you were like, oh, this is a three hour runtime. And I was like, I don't know about yeah. that. But then you were like, I enjoyed this. Yes. And I was like, well, yeah. maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, so I, I went into it with a bad attitude. Let's just be upfront about that. <laughs> I didn't want to watch a three-hour Batman movie. The previews weren't doing a lot for me. I was just kind of like, yeah, okay, Christian Bale, Batman again. All right, you know. Uh, but it was my brother's birthday. And so we went to see Batman right here in Wellsville. We went to the Grand Theater, which I hadn't been in a while because it had been closed and things. So it was fun to go back. I was trying to list like all the movies that I've seen there because when I was in college – that was like the go-to. The go-to. That was like, I saw a million movies there. And actually, I saw the last, um, I saw Dark Knight Rises there. Okay. The last time I saw like a Batman standalone movie was there so, as well. I have to tell you, I saw I saw Lego Batman there. That oh, is one of the Batman movies that okay, I've seen. And okay. I watched it at the Wellsville Grand. Okay. Lego so, Batman's pretty solid. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I need to rewatch it though, because we took my son and he was just... Like, the content was fine for him, but he was just a little bored. And so mm-hmm. I'm, like, trying to watch it while making a peanut butter sandwich, <laughs> like, in the theater. It was not... I hear you. It was one of those things. Didn't I just say before we started being a parent to drag? This is this is proof. <laughs> yep. This is proof. You're making sandwiches in the middle of a major motion picture. Uh, yeah, so, I, anyway, but as far as the Batman goes, I did have a bad attitude about it. I didn't feel the three hours. And I'm uh, notoriously impatient in movies. Messing with the seats, looking at my watch, and I was I was glued to it. Awesome! I really liked it. I think that it goes for very successfully goes for a noir vibe, and I think a lot of movies, if they're dark, they say it's it's noir, and it's not. But this was it really was, you know, like the mystery element was there, the like just the the depth of the characters was there. Really good representation of Catwoman. I liked Colin Farrell as the Penguin. There was good action scenes, but it wasn't all action. I really liked it. I really liked it. I've seen some people out there saying it's terrible. It's not like Batman at all. I've seen some people saying it's the greatest Batman movie ever made. And I don't know that I would go to either extreme, but I would rate it pretty high. So I'm interested to see what you think. 
when the day finally comes when the day finally comes Anything don't hold your breath it might be a while oh really well because i make a list of like things i'm like oh yeah maybe i'll see this and then like two years later i'll be like i finally got it. around to this you did it so okay we'll see well it comes on hbo max in like 40 days so okay you can okay. watch it there good to know i think it is suited for the theater but i think you'd be fine watching it at home that's fair well because i feel like i am more likely to be like sure i can watch a Let's long movie at home yeah. rather than like going to the theater mm-hmm. i don't know okay that way I'm like, if I need to like pause it and get up and do something and you know, whatever, like make us make myself a sandwich in the middle of it. Yeah. It's not like in the theater playing. So. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. And if you have to make a sandwich for a child, you definitely want, you, want you a, definitely you want, want to, yeah, absolutely. Yep. You want a pause option. All right. Anything else for the good of bookmark? Um, let's see. I read for the sake of this podcast, oh. this cheese, sweet home, cheese, sweet home. Okay by cute. konami kanada it is pretty cute yeah it's a graphic novel okay because i was like let's find some things about cats and they were like oh there's this series of graphic novels about cats okay and it's about a little kitten who like runs away and is um rescued by this family yeah. who have a no pet apartment uh-huh. so that goes about how you would expect uh-huh. but it's pretty cute you know it's not like the best graphic novel i've ever read but yeah. like you know it's, yeah. it's a fun time okay so like funny was kind it going of funny. for a funny vibe or just like a pleasant vibe? Um, I think somewhere between funny and pleasant. Okay. Speaking of pleasant, David A. Meow is just living his best life. He really is. In front of us. I, he really, he finished the uh, exploration of my office because he's never been in here before. He finished the exploration a lot quicker than I thought. And he's just ready for nap. Time. Well, he loves to go back and forth. So he'll be like, oh. I'm going to be like this wild panther cub okay. stalking around <laughs> doing things attacking okay. people okay. and then he'll be like now it's time to lie down in the sink and sleep for like an hour and then back to being okay. the panther cub okay all right so, so a little bit of both all right and right now he's just sleep. he's a sleepy panther cub he's a sleepy panther, panther cub sleep that's fine that's true all right well then i think it's time we uh, pop into some book news are you ready for that yes all right Look into the future to see what it proves. It's time for book news. This is the hardcover bestseller list. Here we go. Number seven, no, number 10, 17 weeks on the list. The Stranger in the Lifeboat by Mitch Album. We've talked about this one before. We definitely have. If this rolls across my radar, I'll probably read it, but I don't know that I'm going to go and seek it out. After a ship explodes, 10 people struggling to survive pull a man who claims to be the Lord out of the sea. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'll wait for the Veggie Tales adaptation. <laughs> Do you know what's funny? Were you a VeggieTales kid? Mm-hmm. I feel like you must have been. Yeah. Yes. Okay. The, there's, a, there's a Netflix version of VeggieTales that my son likes, you know, and he'll watch it sometimes. And it's funny how they spend like 90% of the time just being like, hey, do good things. Do good. And then right at the end, they're like, because the Bible tells you so. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's yep. still, it still has like a biblical like undertone. But it's very oblique until it's like, I feel like they get one. I feel like Netflix was like, you can say Jesus once. <laughs> and that's it. Once per episode. You oh want to list gosh. the book of the Bible? Fine, but only once. Anyway, that was off topic, but I felt you should know. Number nine, three weeks on the list, Abandoned in Death. Nora Roberts, well, this is, she's writing SJD Rob. You know it's J.D. Robb because she wears darker lipstick and dark clothes. Okay. But this is the 54th book in the In Death series. Eve Dallas investigates a homicide and the disappearance of other women who resemble that victim. I'm going to say that's not a great title. It's about yeah. a, a killer targeting people with a specific look. You can do better than abandoned. I, I, I have to agree. You know? I don't understand why sometimes book titles are just like, what? Like, where did this come from? Yeah. 
Did you I, just grab words and stick them I together? Th- well, I think that's true. I mean, it's got to end in in-depth. So you have only so many words that you can put that's before fair. that. That's fair. You know, what's a word that means look-alike? You know, I just feel like that's... Simulacrum. Simulacrum in death. Wow. Do you have like a word-a-day calendar? Where did that no, come from? No, I play D&D. Ah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. You, wow. You like nerded and then you double nerd. No, I think you nerded and then you dorked like really fast. That was a quick turnaround. Good for you. Thank uh, you. Number eight, Four Weeks on the List. Those books are sci-fi, by the way. They're set in the future and they have like space lasers and guns. I see, but like, it's like such a like homicide, disappearance, in death. It's got like this murder mystery vibe, and then you tell me it's sci-fi, and I yeah. don't know how to feel. Well, it's just set in the future. It's a light sci-fi, you know. Why? I don't. <laughs> I don't know, but there's 54 of them, so something's working. Oh my goodness! All right, I got to tell you about number eight, the Christie affair. Four weeks on the list. Nina de Gramont, Miss Nan O'Day, becomes the mistress of Agatha Christie's husband. Whoa. So that's oh. a literal title. That title makes sense. That title? The Christie mm-hmm. Affair. All the parts of it She's are having like an exactly affair lining up. With Mr. Christie. Wow. Can I, I tell you? I didn't realize there was a Mr. Christie. That's exactly what I was going to say. And all the years of knowing Agatha Christie, doing Agatha Christie plays, reading Agatha Christie books that I don't enjoy, I have never once thought, I wonder who Mr. Christie is. And apparently he was a cad. Yeah. Hmm. Number seven. 19 weeks on the list. Well, the judges list. The second book in the Whistler series, investigator Lacey Stoltz goes after a serial killer and closes in on a sitting judge. Boring. (laughs) Boring, that book. Number six, 41 weeks on the list. The last thing he told me, how this is not already a Lifetime movie, I don't know. Because it's just just born for it. It's everything but stage directions in this book. That's all you need to make it a Lifetime movie. Hannah Hall discovers truths about her missing husband. But does she? That's my question. It's not. Uh, And bonds with his daughter from a previous relationship. I mean, I guess that's technically true. Number five, nine weeks on the list. The Maid by Nita Prose. When a wealthy man is found dead in his room, a maid at the Regency Grand Hotel becomes a lead suspect. Hmm. Okay. 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 Sure. Usually the butler did it. So this is kind of a... This is a different... It's a twist on that. Number four, 21 weeks on the list, The Lincoln Highway. You know, I was on the desk yesterday and somebody was returning this audiobook. Couldn't say more good things about it. Oh, wow. Loved it. Awesome. Two friends who escaped from a juvenile work farm take Emmett Watson, not Emma Watson. Mm. That would be a different. That would be. Take Emmett with a T, Watson, on an unexpected journey. Not The Hobbit either. But Emmett Watson on an unexpected journey to New York City in 1954. See, now I really just want to see Emma Watson starring in The Hobbit. I don't know exactly how I mean, that would happen, but I would watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Who would she play? There are like no women in that That's book. the problem. Mm. Just do like well, a, a gender swapped version of The Hobbit. Yeah. And when they tried, when they added Toriel in The Hobbit movies. That was not a popular choice. I've well, only seen the first of The Hobbit oh, movies. Well, light spoilers for The Hobbit trilogy. She starts cool and strong, but by the end, she's just like, my love is so strong. I love my love so Oof. much. And I'm just like, why would you go to the trouble of adding like a strong female character and just have her be like all mopey about the man she loves? What are you doing? It seems really like just unnecessary. It, I agree. <laughs> I agree. And it's awkward. I don't even think it's a good like it doesn't really even fit story wise. It's just like, I guess she's into why this guy this? now. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, number three, 64 weeks on the list, The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Did you read this? I thought you were reading it. No, but I love the title. Okay. 
Like, Nor- I don't know what it's about, but I'm already here for well, it. I'd love to tell you. Nora Seed finds a library beyond the edge of the universe that contains books with multiple possibilities of the lives one could have lived. Hmm, that sounds kind of cool. Do you have any sliding door moments? You do. Because when you took this job, you had two very wildly different options this ahead is true. of you. So what would your life be like if you took the other one? I would be in much better shape. Oh, physically? Yes. I see. I see. That's, okay. I thought you meant like emotionally or something. No. I was like, geez. No. Wow. Okay. No, I was just thinking to myself last night how little I've been exercising. Oh. We can blame it on the fact that okay. it's winter. All right. But so there would be that. My son is taking jujitsu here in town. I think there's room in the class. If you... See, and I think about that like at yeah. least weekly. And then I'm like, but do I have time for that? Mm. And that's about as far mm-hmm. as that goes. Mm-hmm. I think what really the matter is, I just... I just decide to spend all my time reading instead of oh, instead of exercising. Yeah. Yep. Audiobooks. Just get an audiobook and go practice yeah, your true. jiu-jitsu. Do you ever do Tai Chi? I don't think I have. Okay. Well, that's fine. You know, I saw that class happening on the lawn in the summer and I was like, that looks like fun. I know. Yeah. I was tempted to just like run you out should, halfway through and be like, You should Let's go, go out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, two weeks on the list. House of Sky and Breath. Kate, children's librarian, your colleague, Kate, loves Sarah J. Mass, so I'm sure she's read this already. The second book in the Crescent City series, Bryce Quinlan and Hunt Althalar. Oh, I got tired just saying that. Must choose to fight or stay silent. It's one or the other. You can't do both. You silently fight? do both. Yep. All right. And finally. I feel like I can silently fight. Really? Just be like a little ninja. <laughs> So you don't mean like a passive aggressive. You mean like physically. You yes. can silently fight yes. like a ninja. Okay. Number one, new this week. Oh, that's exciting. The Paris Apartment by Lucy Foley. I know that name. I do not think I've read a Lucy Foley book. I know for a fact you, I have. You know for a fact. Okay. Jess has suspicions about her half-brother's neighbors when he goes missing. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Do you think, do you think her suspicions will be founded on... That's kind of the vibe that I'm getting. Okay. You know? So maybe they're up to no good. Anyway, that was the hardcover fiction bestsellers for March 13th. There they are. Any on there that you're like, oh, I got to read that? You kind of you kind of sparked up at a Midnight Library. Yeah, I do like that title. It sounds cool. And the concept sounds decently cool as well. The seasonal change. I mean, it's snowing today, so who knows about seasonal changes. I get the worst allergies when it changes, and now... I feel like everybody's going to think every time I have like the sniffles or a cough or something, I feel like I have to announce to the room. (laughs) I do not have the coronavirus. Been there, done that, baby. It's just allergies. So it's just allergies. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Well, I mean, shall we get into the topic at hand? Because he's right here in front of us. Allie, um, how did we end up with a little friend named David A. Meow? How did that happen? Funny you should ask. Please, Please enlighten us and the listeners and viewers. So... Amanda and I often over lunch yes. will go for walks because okay. we are like, oh, it's winter and we need to exercise. Right there you go. Exactly. Stay in shape. Mm-hmm. Sure. Stay in shape. And so about a little more than a month ago now. Has it been that long? It wow. has been okay. that long. We were out walking and it was a very cold, very snowy Bitterly day. Bitterly cold. Yeah. Bitterly cold. It was pretty bad. We were like thinking about not going for a walk was how cold it was, you know? Yeah. And as we were out walking, we hear this little meow, meow. <laughs> okay. And we look behind us and we see this small little black and white cat come like patting up. Meow, meow. Yeah. And it was shivering like crazy and shivering and shivering. And we were like, well, what are we going to do? Yeah. This can't poor little cat. Him. We can't leave him. And as you see, we did it. Yeah. We got him. We He's got still him. here. And so 
we were like, well, what are we going to do? So finally we picked him up and we like stuffed him into Amanda's coat and we like walked around. <laughs> it took some doing. Yeah. We walked around and we we're like knocking on people's doors and being like, did you lose a cat? Oh, you, we I have one. That. You we did. On people's doors. I know. Oh, Can wow. you believe it? That Amanda is, yeah. and I being like talking to people. Yeah. Um, and so no one recognized this cat and we were like, well, I guess we could take it back to the library and yeah. put it downstairs in the office space. Mm-hmm. And then call the SPCA. Yeah. And so, but in our hearts, we were like, but what if we could keep this, this cat? This was your plan all along. This was, was our plan all along. Okay. So we came back and we called Nick and we were like, hey, we have a cat. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, by the way, what if we keep this cat? Yeah. And how did that go for us? Uh, I mean, he's still here. He's still so here. there you go. So we did all the responsible things. We made calls. We posted it on social media. It was shared a million times. We had a few people who were like, maybe that's my cat. No, it's not. So then we still had David Amy out. What are we going to do? You know, we can't just shut him out into the cold. Absolutely Fun not. Fun fact, one of the cats that lives at my house now is a cat that I found in a very similar way. It was a cold, rainy day, and I saw a teeny tiny little kitten under a stairwell like trying to stay out of the rain no other cats around no obvious places where like a mother would be just a cat alone in the world and so it took a long time coaxing him out from under these stairwell and then we took him home we were like what are we gonna do he hung out in this office for quite a while she she did she enjoy exploring it she did she did but she was tiny i mean she was much smaller than david a meow she climbed into a coffee mug at one point and overturned it classic stuff he does that with my trash can okay mm-hmm. yeah well that's less cute yeah so then we took her home and we just kind of isolated her in a room because we had other cats and dogs uh and a tortoise and a bird but that's not relevant to the conversation it feels relevant <laughs> well i guess i guess sure uh and so then we took her to the vet and did all the things you're supposed to do and we're like i guess we got another cat she was super rascally when we first got her and because of that we named her elfie after alfalfa from the little rascals <laughs> And uh, she resides with us to this day. So I couldn't take home another stray. Um, Eric also took home a stray from this library. I so. feel like there's just there's just something yeah. something going on here. Some law right. of the universe. Yep. Cats will appear and need to be rescued. If anybody remembers when that happened, Blanche is doing well. So, you know, she's out there living her life uh, with Eric in North Carolina. So, yeah. So then we were like, well, what are we going to do? So I talked to the board about it. We talked to the staff about it. Made sure everybody was down with Everyone was very down. Yeah. I was like, what do you think about? And they were like, yes, yes. So (laughs) that's pretty much what happened. It didn't take a lot of convincing. And we ended up with uh, David A. Meow. And I just in a group text at one point, I think we were like, let's keep him. Let's name him David A. Meow. And I think it was your idea. And we were all like, well, if you'll let us keep this cat, we can name it whatever you want. Uh, But also we thought it was a good name. Well, thank you you. Yes. Uh, And so, yeah, we have David A. Meow. And he, by the time this episode drops, he will have already made his uh made his debut but for those Dazzling of you watching debut. it live ali it's today it's today it's this afternoon three what? to five three to five where are you gonna be in the exhibition room okay so and, and we'll do this if you're listening to this later we'll do it again absolutely we'll have david Amy yeah Noah. we'll have regular cat visiting hours yes. office hours if yes. you will you so know, he is sort by. of in the behind the scenes area most of the time so if you have cat allergies or something it's it's not an issue plus i mean the building is clean constantly there's no carpet and it has huge high ceilings so you know David A. Meow has plenty of room to roam. I had a board, early morning board meeting the other day, and I hear this little bell, and I look down, and David A. Meow had somehow escaped <laughs> and walked into the board meeting. So He he had something to contribute. Uh, yeah, he did. He, he was asked, like, it's burning on my heart. He I have asked to, to share be, this. He asked to be on the agenda. Yes. You know? He wants salmon. 
So we'll keep, we'll take it under the motion carried. So I guess, I guess he gets salmon. Um, what, what's your history with pets growing up? Were you, did you always have pets? Did you never have pets? We had two cats growing up for most of the time okay. that I can remember. And I've heard legends that there were fish, oh. but I have no memory of them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I wasn't alive or if I was just a wee baby. Okay. Apparently they were named Hack and Pack, courtesy of my older sister. That's cute. Mm-hmm. Is that from something? No. Oh. I think she was just like Hack and Pack. Hack that's, and Pack. That's I mean, it rhymes. Fish. I like that. And we did have frogs for a while. Frogs? Frogs. Huh, okay. And I did have a crayfish growing up. Okay. Which was also a lot of fun. Huh. Finally escaped out of the tank and we never found it again and oh. moved out of the house. So as far as you know, he's still alive and just... Absolutely. I'm sure that's what happened. I like to think But it mostly is. the two cats. Okay. So, which we haven't had for a while, however. And so it's nice to have another cat in my life now yeah. sleeping in the sink. Yeah. Okay. Now, let me ask you this. How does David A. Meow rate to your other pet relationships? How how would you rate him as a cat? He's a lot more energetic. Okay. Or at least at least then by the cats were at kind of at the end of their lifetimes because by okay. that point they were like I'm old and I just want us to lie down. Right. And, right. And David's still kind of a kitten. The vet told us he's about six or seven months old. Okay. And so he still likes to run around and he's jump in trash cans yeah. and yes, he's a little more rambunctious. Okay. I didn't have a lot of pets growing up. Uh, my mom was usually uh, allergic, you know, so we mm-hmm. didn't have a lot. I always had fish. I had a fish named Dr. Fate who lived for years and years, named after a DC Comics character because he has this fin down the back of his head, and my fish had a very prominent dark fin up there. So Dr. Fate lived for a long time. Uh, and then when my wife and I first started dating, the first time I went to her house, I had cat allergies. Like, as a kid, I had cat allergies, and I hadn't been around a cat in a really long time. So I went to her house for the first time, and they had several cats, you know, indoor, outdoor cats, just kind of like roaming around. No big deal, right? Mm -hmm. It killed me. Like, I just exploded. I mean, my eyes, my nose, I just, I couldn't see. It was horrible. So I had to, like, leave. And so this was, like, literally the first time I'd ever been to her house. Oh, man. Like, her family and stuff. And they had to, it's like... It's like a rom-com moment. Of, I, like, seriously. I have to leave because of my cat. They allergy. had to, like, wheel me out on a gurney. So I uh, <laughs> I ran back to my dorm room and, like, washed my face and stuff and took an allergy pill. And they, like, put the cats in another room and, like, vacuumed or something. And then it was okay. And I sort of slowly just acclimated to it not bothering me so much. For a long time, it was like if I was petting the cats and then I touched my face, it would happen again. Mm. But the cats we have are short hair, so that's a little bit different. So about 13 years ago, yeah, I think he's 13, uh, when we when we first moved from an apartment to a house, we got a dog. <laughs> and he seemed lonely when we had to go to work during the day. So we took him to the SBCA back when it was way down past Wellsville. Mm-hmm. And we took him there, and we took him into the cat room and we just set him down and we would take a cat out of the cage and put it on the floor. And most seems would, a little bit like playing with fire, but okay. Mostly they would like they would hiss or they would run away from him or whatever. And then we got one orange cat out and my wife going in was like, I don't want an orange cat. That's the only thing. I don't want an orange Why cat. Why this bias against orange cats? I don't cats? know. I don't know. And she's since changed her ways. But we took this cat out, put him on the floor, he went down, nuzzled Arbuckle, the dog. And just like sat with him, and we were like, "Wrap it up. We'll take this one," <laughs> you know. And so Fry is Fry is going strong. And then we also have Alfie, who was the cat that I found here in Wellsville. They get along pretty well. And then we have a dog named Meredith, who my wife. This is another. We so my wife has always wanted birds. Right? Okay. So we got a set of parakeets. One of the parakeets died. 
Oh. And so parakeets are very social, you know, and so usually you should have two unless you're going to like really get in there. And so she was looking, I think on Petfinder or something, to find a replacement parakeet. And we ended up with a pit bull mix. Okay. I feel like that's and, a little different from a parakeet, parakeet, but Doug, like I accept Doug, it. Doug, the surviving parakeet, has no feelings about Meredith the dog. So it didn't really work in that way. But my wife loves this dog more than she loves anything, maybe? We'll say she the loves jury's out. We'll say she loves me and my son and maybe chocolate and maybe coffee equal to okay. the dog. Okay. okay. All of those things are equal. We accept it. And then I also have a tortoise whose name is Nelson. My son has a fish whose name is Reuben. And then Doug, still kicking. So it's quite a menagerie. Good for you, Doug. Quite a menagerie yeah. in my house. I want to have a menagerie. How like do you that. feel like David A. Meow has helped with staff morale? I feel like he's definitely improved staff morale. Every time I walk into one of your offices, so in Allie and Kate's office, he's usually asleep in the sink. Mm-hmm. He does love there. that sink. He's just curled up perfectly in there. When I cross the hall and go into Amanda and Daphne's office, if he's over there, he's more than likely strewn out on Amanda's desk. She had to like clear a spot for him because mm-hmm. he was just the like flopping his cat body uh, right into the middle of her work. But that's usually where I see him most of the time. In one of those two places. He does also love to lay on my keyboard. So I'll like open it up and be like, I'm sending emails. And he's like, I'm going to come flop dramatically across Mm -hmm. your keyboard. I think it's kind of warm. And so a number of times he's like sent messages to people. It's like plus, 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 plus three colon dash. And I'm like, love David. Right. You know, greetings from David. Right. So. Huh. Okay. So if you ever get a really weird message from me. It's probably, it's probably Dave. from David. Well, okay. yeah, we'll go with that. That's good to know. Uh, I know you were reading some, we both had been reading cat materials because we're in, yes. in the cat zone. Um, tell me some of the some of the cat books that you've discovered. Okay, so as mentioned, I did read the first volume of Cheese Sweet Home. Yes. Um, I tried to read Da Vinci's Cat by Catherine Gilbert Murdoch. I was like, yeah, I'm going to read this for, you know, for our podcast. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that didn't really happen. Is it bad? It it's not terrible. Just the first, I don't know how many pages I read. Not like a huge sampling, but like yeah. you know enough to get a taste of it. Okay. I was just like, oh, this is just kind of, just kind of boring and mm. like meh. Okay. But it's about this time traveling cat. Who, <laughs> I love it. Right. I'm in. It should yeah. be great. It should be. So two unlikely friends, Frederico okay. in 16th century Rome and B in present day New Jersey, are linked through an amiable cat. Oh. It's like a Jane Austen word. Nice, yeah, amiable. He's a, nice, he's a nice cat. Leonardo da Vinci's mysterious wardrobe. Okay. And an eerily perfect sketch of B. Okay. Sounds like it should be amazing, right? It does. But it, it was just good. it was just meh. So oh. I haven't Okay. I have not persuaded myself okay. to keep reading it. Okay. I read four small I would say novella length books based on your recommendation. Yay. And that is the Cat Wings series by Ursula K. Le Guin. So good, right? They were good. Yeah. Uh, when we were first talking about this a while back and we were talking about what cat books, you said, oh, there's these books about these cats who have wings for reasons. And I feel like that's a pretty good explanation. And that's all we really get. It's like, they have wings. They have wings. Deal with it. There yeah. they are. Like, there's so little explanation of it. It's just, like, very matter of fact. Yeah, of these like, cats were born with wings. They have wings. It is unusual. What do you want? But, like, we're not going to give you... We're not going to tell you anything yeah. about why. And it just most happened. of the people that they interact with are kind of like, eh, that cat has wings. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, I think as far as like just like aeronautical mechanics, I don't know if that would work. I feel like they would have to be large wings. Probably larger wings. Yeah. 
Which yeah. the illustrations on the covers are like kind of smaller wings. They're kind of like pigeon wings, I feel like. They're yeah. Not, they're not great. They're very cute, though. They are cute. They are cute. So that's I a, was trying know, to. Winning. They don't seem like they have feathers. They're fuzzy cat like, right? They're not feathers. Aren't they fuzzy wings? I don't know. Huh. Because I, I feel like. I feel like it discusses this at some point in the book. Okay. I feel like maybe they have feathers, but are also kind of fuzzy. Oh. Did you see the uh, Pete's Dragon remake? Live action with Bryce Dallas Howard? Um, did it I? It was recently. I, well, not it wasn't that recently now, but you know, within the last 10 years or so. Maybe. I really, I really liked that movie. Great soundtrack, great score. Just really good, sort of like evoked a lot of like nostalgic feelings not because of the original Pete's Dragon just the kind of movie it was I was like yes I love this um but anyway the is there dragon... like a bridge and there's cars and something yeah. okay yes. maybe I did see this okay the dragon in that is like a fuzzy dragon I okay guess because that's cuter I don't know but he's a fuzzy dragon and I was thinking about that with the cats because mm, it also fair. has wings it was kind of like so maybe it's fuzzy like that fuzzy wings. Dragon, dragon but I don't know how I feel yeah. about the idea of fuzzy wings that just feels like it if does, it's like cat wings it's okay but I don't know how dragon fuzzy, fuzzy wings fuzzy dragon wings it feels yeah, a little uncomfortable it doesn't sound great I don't like that it doesn't sound great so the cat wings um, I, I guess I read the first two uh, just by myself and then the second two I read aloud to my son and he was he was pretty into it nice he also didn't question it you know, because you kind of get at least the characters or the cats involved being like wings, weird. But by book three and four, which are almost like spinoffs, really, um, they're just kind of like a totally part of the world. And he wasn't like, why do they have wings? He just he was just like, OK, yeah, these cats have Makes wings sense. next, you know. So those those were a big hit. Uh, I'd never heard of those in my life. And in fact, I've never read Ursula K. Le Guin. Oh, really? Before that. Yeah. So these are like my introduction to her. It is an interesting introduction. I liked it. That's good. How did you come across these books? When I was a kid, how did I come across these? I feel like my parents knew about them or discovered them somehow and were like, oh, we think you'll like these. I think they got me like a box set of them for one of my birthdays, actually. Oh. And so I was like, these are great books. And like, I remember like being (laughs) sick on the couch and my sister reading them out loud to me. Oh, okay. So. All right. right. We go way back. Pretty good. Pretty good overall. Uh, what else? What else have you been reading? That's, or what else on your list did you find okay. that was cat appropriate? Well, I made this whole list. Okay. Because I didn't find one that I liked. I was like, I'm going to search a list of oh, cat books, that. and they were all like original work here from House Things. Yes. So this is the official House Things Ooh. list of books. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. We have Time Cat by Lloyd Alexander. Love it. One I did read as a kid. I love it. Also a time traveling cat. I did as a child write a time travel novel called time fox in which i was the protagonist and my best friend dan dan fox was traveling through time trying to mess things up and i had to travel back in time to stop him and i teamed up with president millard fillmore no cats involved what about foxes no our last name was fox it was nick fox and dan fox Mm. yeah so there weren't any actual cats in it but i just that is pretty cool but i do wish there was foxes. i know well, maybe feels like a missed opportunity. Maybe the, I'm, I'm adapting it. I'm adapting Absolutely. it into a stage play. So perfect. Yeah, we can put it on down in the auditorium. What was that? <laughs> was that Time Cat? Yes, Time, Time Cat? Cat by Lloyd Alexander. All right, uh, that's close. I mean, I didn't file actual official like copyright. Mm, that's on probably Time good. Fox, that's probably good. So there's nothing I can do about it legally, but I think they know what they did. Gareth's definitely no ordinary cat. For one thing, he can talk. For another, he's got the power to travel through time. Yes. And the instant he tells this to Jason, the two of them are in ancient Egypt on the first of nine amazing adventures that Jason will never forget. Sounds good. I did read this as a kid and I oh, liked it. Oh, you did? It. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. 
So uh, my son and I cat time travel. Yeah, than I guess Da Vinci's so. cat. I, <laughs> Not I to guess throw so. shade. Well, I mean, but you did throw shade. That's yeah, that was sure. your purpose. Sure. My son and I do this book club together where we read things aloud, and we just read one called Catwoman's Nine Lives. Oh. And it was like he read it and we went to see the movie and he was bummed he couldn't go see. The- Whoa, David <laughs> just appeared in a spooky way. He heard the Catwoman Halloween and he's cat ready. Pose. Yes. Wow, David. I wish that was on video, but it's not. Oh, here he comes. Oh, yeah. Hey, buddy. Woo. We used to call our podcast listeners podcasts. So oh, I guess really? David is is an official he's podcast. Bringing it back. I love this. He's got a collar with a little fish on it, which, uh, which I'm all about. Anyway, my son was bummed about not being able to mode and then it was stuck okay and i had to so i was like oh no what do i do so i'm like googling on my phone how to get a computer that's stuck in airplane mode out he also changed the display so it was sideways oh my gosh david so i had to like turn the whole computer wow. sideways and go into the settings wow just from the keyboard he did that okay I'm like all right okay so i do no more keyboard shortcuts yeah, than i do apparently he's he's really fluent uh we're talking about this because david just interrupted the flow of the podcast recording by somehow stopping the recording so uh We'll see. Uh, we'll see how that shakes out, and you could you could see it all on the video. So go find the All the Book Show uh, YouTube page, and you can see it happen IRL. Um, what were we talking about prior to that? Catwoman's Nine Lives. Yes. That's right. So this is one of the chapter books in those junior junior series wire racks, which we all hate, but accept oh, the necessity of. And it was cool because it is a novel. It's ninety percent novel, but like every once in a while, a scene will have like the scene will play out in comic book panels and then it will switch back to novel. So I think for kids who are maybe kind of just getting into Mm -hmm. chapter books, it's a good, it's a good little mix up there. And it has little, it shows some of the sketches in the back and it also has like questions about the story. So it worked really well for our little book club and uh, was, was pretty cat centric. So relevant to the topic of today. Do you have any feelings about Catwoman? Um, Again, like it's something I haven't really gotten into, but okay. not because I'm like, no, Catwoman. It just, it just hasn't happened. Okay, uh, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale have these Batman books, uh, Dark Vic- Dark Victory, Long Halloween, uh, are the are the most prominent ones. Those usually the ones people know. But there's a spinoff called Catwoman When in Rome, and it's just a really cool story. It's their their art is really. Tim Sale's art has, just has a really specific look to it, and it suits itself well to Catwoman. We have that right here in the collection, and I would recommend that if you haven't read Catwoman really before, because it's it's not really dependent on knowing lore or even being a superhero fan. It's just more of a heist kind That's of a thing. Fun. So it's a, it's a pretty cool graphic novel. But I like that quite a bit, and I would probably say the Ed Brubaker series would be the way to go if, if you're a Catwoman fan looking for other stuff. There is a Catwoman movie where Holly Berry plays Catwoman, but it's like legendarily bad. Mm, so. That's disappointing. You know, did you ever see like Batman Returns? That's the Michael Keaton, so. Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Okay. No. It's a, uh, it's the movie is bonkers, but uh, definitely is worth watching. And Michelle Pfeiffer is a great Catwoman. So that makes sense. I like that. And I, I really thought Zoe Kravitz did a great job too. A different version just a different take on the character, and I felt like it really was pulling a little bit more specifically from comics, you know. But I think Catwoman in the '90s versus Catwoman now has a lot more stuff to pull from too. That makes so sense. Not yeah. a super fair comparison. Uh, in the Marvel world, there's Black Cat, Spider-Man villain. Um, 
She has a couple of standalone series. There's one with her and Wolverine called Claws, which I remember liking back in the day. And then more recently, I read Claws 2, and it was horrible. So maybe Claws 1 is also bad, and I just remember it as a teenager. That's always the, Hard the trick. Say. And you're like, do I reread it and see yeah. if it's still good, or do I not risk yeah. rereading it and realizing that it's bad? Yeah, That's, that, is always, the... that is always the rub. Yeah. That, that happens sometimes. Absolutely. Um, uh, elsewhere in the Marvel Universe, Captain Marvel, of course, has her Flurkin cat. Yes. Chewie in the comics, Goose. I wanna, it's Goose in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which is always Or fun. no, wait. Is it the other way around? Oh, no, I don't know. No, I think you're right. Okay. You're right. All right. All right. So, yeah. Uh, every, everybody loves a Flurkin. So, that's good. Uh, what Regale me. What else, what else are we looking at here okay. cat-wise? Well, I have Kiki's Delivery Service here, which isn't on my list, but something I just started reading. This, I really like the movie. This blew my mind when you had this because I didn't know there was a novel and then when i saw it i was like oh it's a novelization but, right but it's not no the, the movie is based on this the movie is based on a book i don't know how i didn't know that i you know like i had the same reaction i was going through books trying to find you know which what books should i buy this month kind of a thing and then i was like wait a second there's a book of this and then i did some digging and i was like the huh. movie is based on this that's bizarre so and there is a cat in this as well gg okay. um who's also in the movie in the movie he's extremely sarcastic which oh, i love okay um, but not so sarcastic in the... It's too soon to tell. I see. The, too early to call. still out. Too early to call. Understood. So, but I'm a big fan of the movie. I was actually Kiki for Halloween oh, last year, 2021. Okay. okay. And so I was like, well, of course I have to read this. And it yeah. has a cat, so that's yeah. bonus. You know. I feel like a picture of that needs to go in the podcast feed. Probably. Okay. All right. All right. So Kiki's Delivery Service, uh, so far enjoying the book. So far enjoying. Okay. All right. You want to share more from your list? Sure. Let's, see. let's do it. We have Crenshaw, which we discussed by Catherine Applegate, yes. mm-hmm. which I haven't I haven't read. Did you read this no, at no, some point? You no, haven't read haven't. this at all? No, I've read okay. a lot of other K.A. Applegates because of Eric and that. You can go and listen to our Animorph Spotlight on SoundCloud.com slash all the books or anywhere you get your podcasts. Let's see if I can pull a little summary for us. Ooh, heavy. Jackson and his family have fallen on hard times. There's okay. no more money for rent. Thought that said tent for a second there, but no. Nope. <laughs> and not much for food either. His parents, his little sister, and their dog may have to live in their minivan oh, again. This geez. has happened before. Sad story. Crenshaw is a cat. He's large, he's outspoken, and he's imaginary. He has come back into oh. Jackson's life to help him. That's new information. I didn't realize he was an imaginary he was imaginary? Cat. Huh. Does that make it better or worse for you? Or neutral? Mm, neutral? Worse. Worse? I'm less interested. Less interested. I was more down for a cat. giant cat. Maybe maybe they'll pull a snuffle up, I guess, though, and he'll suddenly become real. I, I don't know. You never know. You, you have to You'll read have it to, read to find, find out. out yeah. uh, Pete the Cat. How do you feel about James Dean's Pete the Cat? I've only read like a few of those. I barely even sense. knew that was a thing until I started this job. And yeah. Everyone was like, Pete the Cat is well, amazing. And I was like, okay. My son hit that like at exactly the right time. When Pete the Cat was like really coming out and hitting hard, um, he was the perfect age for those books. So he oh, loves so them. Nice. So I've read a million of the Pete the Cat books. They don't really... I feel like the the initial two are probably like the strongest, and then after that, it's just sort of like variations on a right. theme. But just kind of recycle it. Yeah, but the art is really cool. It's just this very like loose style to it, and Pete the Cat is just so like blase and mellow, just kind of fun. I know there's also an animated series that my son's watched a little of, but he he liked okay, didn't love. But yeah, Pete the Cat. You know, if you if you've got a kid in the picture book age. Uh, that that realm, uh, I would recommend James Dean's Pete the Cat. Pretty fun series. Pretty fun series overall. I want to bring us home with one final right. recommendation. One final okay. Oh wait, I have one for you. If you're intrigued oh, by the idea of a giant cat, I am. That's not imaginary. Okay, a real. We have K 
Catalyst by Sarah Beth Durst. Okay. Zoe named the pip kitten Pipsqueak because Catalyst. she was so tiny. Yes, Get exactly. It? Okay. Mm -hmm. And promised to always take care of her. Then the kitten grew and grew. Now she's bigger than a horse. Oh, no. And talking as well. Wow. So I this is just Clifford, but with a cat? That's kind of the sense mm. that I'm getting here. Mm. Derivative. Okay. Mm. Not right. doing it for you. Well, we'll a giant see. cat that's not imaginary, but it is Clifford. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's a little Cliffordy. Hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, and and of course, David A. Meow is all of our favorite cat. Of course. Now. Yes. So. Sitting here having his paws stroked. That's right. Yeah. He's very. Once he shut this recording down, that was all the he mischief. Was like, now I'm gonna. All the hello. mischief he had to get into. Yeah. So if you if you're watching live, you can check out David A. Meow in the exhibition room this afternoon, March 9th, twenty twenty-two. Otherwise. Keep an eye on library social media, and we'll have more meet and greets in the future with uh, with David A. Meow. Absolutely. Anything exciting coming up for uh, the hip kids out there for who the want hip to come kids hang out, out with there. you? Let's I can see. tell you that we have a big library-wide event coming up with uh, best-selling author Susan Wiggs coming down. Susan Wiggs, born in Olean, took music lessons here in Wellsville. She's going to come do a, a talk and a book signing here at the David A. Howell Public Library on April 8th as part of National Library Week. The friends are throwing a ticketed reception afterwards, so free to come to the talk, no charge for that. If you want to stick around and have hors d'oeuvres and drinks and things afterwards, uh, you can get a ticket right here at the front desk, and that's, again, sponsored by the Friends of the Library, so we thank them for that, and she'll be in Olean the next night, so if you can't make it that night, April 8th, pop over April 9th uh, to the Olean Public Library where you can catch her there at the Old Library Restaurant. What do you got? What do you got? Okay. Bouncing down the pipe. So coming up on March 15th, okay. we're going to be doing Hide and Go Seek in the Library. Oh. Which if you're a frequent library visitor and you've wandered around, you know that it's like yeah. kind of, you know, expansive and sometimes yeah. maze-like. And like I worked here for at least six months before I found, I think, tentatively all of the, all of the secret passages. There's no way you found them all, but mm, I, I well, like your optimism. I can hope. I can dream okay. that I found most of them. Hide and seek. All right. So we're going to play hide and teen. seek. That's teen-centric. Teen-centric. Hide, okay. hide and seek. Yeah. Um, and so, and that's going to be in the evening, 6 to 7 p.m., so okay. it'll be like a little bit not, you know, like not full-on spooky, but yeah. just a little more, you know, kind of right. kind of mellowed down from mm -hmm. the sunshiny day. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that. Thinking okay. about my hiding places already. That's exciting. All right. Uh, Allie and I are going to be doing a graphic novel book club. You just heard that she doesn't care so much about Batman, so we're going to read a Batman graphic It's nothing novel. personal against Batman. Yeah. It just hasn't happened yet, so now it's going to happen. Maybe it will. So we're going to be reading Frank Miller's Batman Year One. There are several copies in the system, so we can get you one. Or if you have your own, you have the app, whatever, uh, you can do that. And we're going to be doing this with a digital option as well. So if you're listening to the podcast from far away, but you want to join Allie and I for the book club, just send us an email at allthebookshow at gmail.com that's all the book show at gmail.com or you can you know send us something on twitter all the book show or facebook at david a Howe public library and connect and we'll uh, we'll get you set with that that's coming up at the end of march so keep an eye out for that march 2022 uh boy with that i think uh, i think we're gonna wrap it up and get this cat back to his food and back water to dish. his sink where he can yeah, sleep back, back to <laughs> if his, we're being honest back to his sink exactly uh ali thanks for joining us david can we get you on camera again i know you're so tired such a sleepy kitty. Here he is. There we go. He's not happy that I did that. All right, David. Go back. Enjoy yourself. Allie, I'll see you next time. All right. Thanks for All having right. me. Bye, everybody.